God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell me? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when did God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the Bible is a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident. And I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that or that thought was actually just me thinking about oh, I just had some bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. If God is truly the creator of the world, that makes him the supreme artist. We've all enjoyed the beauty of a world that never ceases to amaze and delight. But if God sent us his spirit to fill and speak to us, What does that mean for our human creativity? How does having God's creative spirit make a difference in our lives? Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, practical theologian, author, and the founding director of God Conversations, a ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. Well, welcome to the show today. We're talking all things Holy Spirit and creativity. Let me introduce to you our special guest. He is a unique combination of pastor, prophet, and a creative. After many productive years involved in youth ministry and a variety of church leadership roles, he's currently serving as a pastor on the leadership team at Hope Unlimited Church, affectionately known as Hope UC in the beautiful central coast of New South Wales. There, his role involves teaching and prophetic ministries, as well as leadership coaching across all their campuses. Welcome to the show, Bruce Robinson, also known as Robbo. (laughs) Thanks, Tana. It's great (laughs) to be with you. So great to have you, Robbo. I've only just met you recently, but I have to say your reputation precedes you. Yeah, sorry about that. Usually I explain that people, if they say I recognise you from somewhere, it's from a wanted poster in a police station. Um, but, <laughs> I can um, imagine. He's got, you've got yeah. a twinkle in your eye, I can tell, the moment I met you. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, I can be slightly tongue-in-cheek. Um, hey, uh, it's a great privilege to be with you and, and I you know, I just wanted to give you a huge shout out over the book as well. The church who hears God's voice is a, a real, a powerful work and very timely work for us. And, um, you know, I'm trying to give it to as many leaders as possible. And I love that you have brought this great re-emphasis on hearing the voice of God as just the average believer. The, the normal Christian life should be hearing the voice of God and 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 that's that's an, a much needed you know balance uh, if you like in the way that we're we're doing church so well done oh, I love thank it. you Robbo you're so kind I'll I'll send you the check for the commission in the mail after <laughs> after the episode yeah. Yeah. Robbo was not paid for this advertisement again no, <laughs> no I think I, we um we've We've been preparing for the podcast, but we have so much to cover because I think such a like-minded man. And I think the beauty of what you bring to the church, Robbo, is that you have been around uh, for a long time, not 
don't mean that like that, but been around um, not too long, but seen seen the ebb and flow of church life and the beauty of God at work, as well as some of the the, the challenges. Um, so I love your wisdom and your expertise and your heart. So so great to Thank have you. you on the show. We we are talking all things creative, and I am super excited about this topic because I would not call myself a creative naturally. I'm not. I'm not an artist. I don't play music. You know, I I don't dance. (laughs) um, But what I've discovered is that since hearing the Holy Spirit, I've become more creative. Do you want to talk to us about what you see as the Holy Spirit's creativity? Look, Let me, let me, I was thinking about this because you, you asked me a couple of questions, you know, before we came on and I, I it made me think about, well, how have I traditionally taught creativity um, both in the secular and the, the church worlds? Um, because I, I used to run an advertising agency amongst other things and, and so part of my privilege with that incredibly creative team was we had 17 staff and they were absolute genius creatively. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had to learn to harness creativity in all sorts of fields, media and, and every form of communicative art, if you like. And, and so it was a great privilege to work in that space. And so, you know, if I can just permit me a moment's rave, um, God is the most dynamic, creative being imaginable um and 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 so all all our creative urges derive from him and 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 you know this this idea of of um we we call him the ancient of days but god is not old you know yes. he's ever present and and so he is utterly utterly beyond our infinitely beyond our capacity for imagination and and so we we must not reduce the communicative side of of God, if you like, into this very small, condensed, ritualized, boring mm. world. When we we have become so boring sometimes as churches that we've <laughs> lost our capacity to to communicate the representation of what God is really like. And so, you know. Typically, if the world could really see Jesus as he is, they would follow him. But but our representation of him becomes too small or too mundane or too too lifeless or or too uh, monotone. And and I think it's, it's true, isn't it? Because when I look at the world around me, his creation, it's none of those words would be used. <laughs> like none of them. I remember reading something about 3,000 species of animals at the bottom of the ocean that no one will ever see. That's right. It's just diverse and beautiful and 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 crazy. I mean, I remember someone saying, you know, it's God when you look at the platypus because no one would create an animal like that. <laughs> it's no. like a child. <laughs> Let's try this. Um, no, exactly right, and 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 so so um, even Isaac Newton back in 1687 wrote these words: "This most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion 
of an intelligent and powerful mm. being. Mm. And, and, of course, you know, C.S. Lewis says to us that, that you know, he's speaking about the, the heavens. He says, you know, the lords of the heavens know their great dance too well to fail. You know, he see, sees the whole universe, the, the way the planets and stars move as, as this incredibly intricate dance. And, 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 of course, there's a sound. You know, we, we used to hear the heavens declare the glory of God, right? Yeah. And we'd go, yeah, right, well, that's a nice saying. It's a nice psalm, you know, but actually we now know that that the whole universe resonates with this incredible music and this incredible sound and and literally physical sound um, that emanates from every every star every galaxy and, and I think this this utterly creative God wants to speak to us wants to communicate with us wants to speak through us and and what an incredible privilege that is. And and we, we we mustn't dumb that down in the wrong sense of the word. We yeah. we, we must make it accessible, but we can't we can't you know miss the beauty of what what God is like and wants to say. I remember really clearly learning more of this a number of years ago when I was writing my first book, Robo God Conversations, and I decided to write. The, some of the stories about God speaking my God conversations into a book. And, you know, when I started writing, I got stuck because I was trying to write about how it felt, you know, and there's only so many cliches that you can use, you know, the <laughs> hair on the back of my neck stood up, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I felt amazed, like the, the, the vocab is extremely limited and you just sound like you're coming out with a cliche. And then what I looked at was I some of the ways that God spoke to me were very, visual and incredibly creative. And then as I wrote that down and unpacked the feelings and the, uh, let me give you an example. Um, God spoke to me about timing through a premature baby. I had a dream Mm. and I gave, I was very excited. I was about to give birth. And then I got a snapshot of the baby and it was skinny and emaciated. It had the placenta all over it and it just looked mm-hmm. really sick. <laughs> and it was like, oh no, that's not looking good, that little baby. And I realized it was premature. And I had been struggling with impatience. And I remember um, m- meditating on that image, thinking no mother wants to have a baby before it's due because it's not formed yet. It needs to go mm-hmm. back into the womb. And then I remember like pondering on the fullness of time and the beauty of creation within the the, the spiritual creation within my womb. Of it was a it was an image for my ministry at the time, and I was in such a hurry to get it out, you know, but. And then as I wrote that book and I realized, and as I I thought back at some of the God conversations, and then you start to think about the God conversations in scripture. One of my favorites is that one with Ezekiel and the dry bones. Like God could have used words, but he didn't. He he paints this scene of a barren, lonely valley and, and these you know, dry, brittle bones scattered all over the base and then the wind blows and and then the bones begin to shake and rattle and roll and, you know, 
um, joints come together and then the, the the flesh, the muscles and the sinews. And, you know, it's like a scene out of a zombie movie as the corpses start to take <laughs> on flesh and the wind's blowing and the flesh turns pink and then they rise up as a mighty army. And I thought, wow, what a way to say I'm restoring your hope. Because, you, <laughs> you know, like you could have yeah. used words, but instead we get this powerful picture and you know you could you could put a soundtrack to it you know oh, and your sorry. imagination is stirred and your hope is renewed and I think isn't that what art is isn't that what creativity is and the yeah. way that God speaks is so much a reflection on that what you said before he's 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 been around for a long time but he's certainly not ancient <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, I, I think you know, I, I really love the, the way that you, you know, as you say, have, have highlighted the, the incredibly diverse range of ways God speaks. And, you know, probably for the last 35 years, I think Kate and I, my wife, have spent a lot of time training leaders both here and overseas on, on exactly that, that God mm. speaks in differently in different contexts and to different people in different ways and 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 you know we have to learn to tune into the different frequencies of the voice of God if you like and mm-hmm. and so that's why I love for, for me I find I'm I'm often refreshed in my soul and 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 devotionally in creation not in in company, and yet there are times when I also need the company of others to inspire. So I, I find, you know, knowing the ebb and flow of of what what allows me to hear the voice of God, and um, you know, is very important. And mm. and often for me, being in creation itself has has been a way that God has very sovereignly spoken to me. Um, even as a brand new Christian, I had a, a very, I, I was going through this massive doubt process and, and I, <clears throat> I I just, I, I was a new believer. Um, I was doing Bible college actually under Dr. Ian Dragelman and, and, but I went through this massive wave of doubt. I just began to go back to my agnostic roots and, and was feeling like, why am I doing this? And, you know, like it's all, you know, it's all made up and, I looked out the window and I was watching the sunset mm-hmm. and I suddenly realised mm. that I had this hunger for two things. One was for beauty and the other was for meaning. But I could not in any way derive a logical reason for those two things being within me if those things did not exist. Yeah. In other words, phrasing it like C.S. Lewis would, if I find within myself a hunger which this world cannot satisfy, I can only conclude that I was not made just for this world. And that's true of the hunger for beauty or for the hunger for meaning. You know, the whole world hungers for meaning, you know, and yet, a lot of atheists are saying there is no meaning to be found. They go, well, why do you hunger for it then? There's no logical reason for you to do that. Um, C.S. Lewis basically 
made that really clear, you know, in, in the, the way that he defines it. He said this, if the whole universe has no meaning, we should never have found out that it has no meaning, just as if there were no light in the universe and therefore no creature with eyes, we should never know it was dark. Dark would be without meaning. So here I am looking at this sunset and suddenly as clear as a bell, the voice of the Spirit of God came in and just said, you, you are an eternal being and you were designed with eternity in mind. Mm. And, and this hunger for beauty that you had in watching the sunset is, is something I designed into your soul. And so if you like, creation speaks and and it was literally life-changing for me because I, I realised that I couldn't come up with a logical response to that. There was no... Yeah, and I wonder too, Robbo, if our ability to see and look upon creation as a, a reflection of God's handiwork and, and, and really looking into that allows us to be open to the creativity of the Holy Spirit, understanding that God is the author of all and those two things aren't disconnected from one another as God's creatures and the God who longs to commune with us. We can expect that God is going to infuse us with his creativity. I think that's a a logical outcome. We're talking all things Holy Spirit and creativity here at God Conversations with the wonderful Bruce Robbo Robertson. We'll be back in just a moment to hear a little bit more of Bruce's story in hearing God's voice and the difference that it's made in his life. Back in a moment. When Jesus walked the earth, he said his people could recognize his voice and follow it, and that we've been given his spirit to speak to us wherever we go. That means hearing the voice of the Spirit is even better than having a coffee with Jesus. Yet so many of us do not experience His voice that way. What does God sound like? And how can we know if it's Him speaking? That's why my team and I have developed a whole range of online resources that will help you in your God Conversations journey. There's blog articles, podcast videos, and an ebook designed to equip you to recognize God's voice. And they're all available free at godconversations.com. Become a part of the growing community that hears God's voice and follows it by signing up to the blog today and receiving fortnightly updates straight to your inbox. God wants to speak to you today clearly and personally. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. Welcome back to God Conversations. So great to have you on the show. We're talking all things creativity. I don't consider myself to be a creative person, but I discovered the God who is. And uh, Bruce, I love what we were talking about before the break, just about the beauty of the world and how God can speak through his creation. I wonder if you can give us a little bit of a recap perhaps of your journey with God. You mentioned before that you came from an agnostic background and how God speaking to you has made you more creative. Yeah, it's it's a, I mean, I probably didn't realise I was creative until, um, until I began attending church and I only started attending church uh, I was an agnostic. Um, I, I, my my mum had become a Christian about five years, six years earlier, and and um, I was on a search, I guess, spiritually. 
but um, I was very happy, but I was unfulfilled. And and so there was that hunger for meaning and for purpose and so on. And um, while I was at uni, I, I basically was searching out a lot of other things and I realised that I had no answers to anything. And um, in that process, I felt like God began to speak to me through nature, creation, and but also through scripture. I actually began to read the New Testament for myself. Mm-hmm. And and long story short, I, I, two things happened that were very interesting for me. One is that, you know, obviously I became a Christian and, um, and I started attending Bible college. But the other thing was that all my old footy mates banded together for my 21st birthday and they bought me a guitar. And I, I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't really... I don't play any instruments and, you know, I'm not really particularly musical. But I, I started, as a new believer, started playing that guitar and, and uh, literally within two weeks had written my first song on this guitar, which was quite bizarre. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and um, within a year and a half after that, I'd written my first musical, um, which we recorded and performed and distributed and... Well, we did like I think twelve nights of sellout shows on the Central Coast with that musical, and um, that's incredible. And, uh, no, it's a bizarre story, and 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 we had an incredibly creative church on the on the coast, and still do, um, and um, and in Newcastle, and out of that, long story short, I wound up. Um, working in the advertising world, um, harnessing all these incredibly gifted creative people into a, a very creative agency and using all forms of media, all forms of communication to to um, market and communicate, you know, significant businesses to the world. What happened, though, was that there was a very distinct moment, and you're talking about God conversations, I was driving home from work and it was I, I was commuting to Sydney from Newcastle at that stage every day. And uh, I was driving home from work and as clear as a bell, I felt God say, answer my call. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't I don't want to do this. And he's he's saying to me, answer my call, answer my call was like this repetitive, <laughs> you know, command really. And mm-hmm. I I I had to say, okay. And the the call was really, do you want to market other people's products or do you want to be serving the kingdom of God and building the thing I'm building most in the world, which is, of course, the church? So that was my call and I, I, I said yes to that and the rest is history, really. I, I'm glad I did. Um, it cost me enormously financially, but it's it's been a huge benefit in every other way for me. And spiritually, was the best thing we could have done. Um, and for the last thirty odd years, we've we've just gone nonstop um, in our local churches in this region and and in mission all around the world. So we've we've pretty much worked overseas. Um, in, in that in that sort of role, but also helping creative people to create. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah, I and have fun. a question for you. Do you think that if you hadn't have made a decision to follow Jesus, you would have ended up writing musicals? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I, like I loved music. I always loved music. But but I, you know, a lot of people talk about art for art's sake. Yeah. Uh, but that's not me. 
I, I'm an art for God's sake guy because I'm a little bit more like Johann Sebastian Bach, you know, on his on his manuscripts, the, the pieces that he was proud of, he wrote SDG on on the the every piece of manuscript, which was a shortcut version of Soli Deo Gloria, of course, written mm-hmm. for the glory. God alone, and 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 so every piece of music that he he was proud of, he wrote those letters on, and and I think that would be my thing about creativity because I, I would disagree with you slightly on the uh, you're not creative, you are creative, you're incredibly creative. It's just that, like Brene Brown says, we to be creative is to be vulnerable. The risk of creativity is to put something new on the table and the risk of that is to be rejected and denied or, you know, mocked. Um, And and so creativity is a highly risky venture. Yes, as (laughs) is hearing God's voice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is. That's that. I have to say, you know, you asked me at a lunch recently, why do I get so nervous about hearing from God and and declaring it? I think the reason is because it it's a faith realm and it's risky to be prophetic. If I'm going to hear the voice of God and then I'm going to declare it, I, you know, I'm really putting myself out on a limb, and it's and it's vulnerable. But at the same time, that's where the joy is. That's where the that's where the power is, if you like, as well. So it's kind of like it's a tension for every prophetic person. They're like, oh, yeah. And I wonder, I wonder too, if what we were saying before about God as creator, He's not old. He's always innovating and doing fresh things. That will always lead us into a realm of unknown because we're creating something new. I think even in my life, I planted a church and I mm. wrote a few books and these are these are all risky, new. I hadn't thought of doing those things. And I, you know, whatever career life we have, I wonder if following the spirit is always going to inspire us to try new things, which is the capacity to create innovate and perhaps even problem solve you know we've tried it this way before it didn't work what about this way I wonder no I I I suspect Holy Spirit is edging us into those places I was having a laugh with you before that I find Holy Spirit to be a little bit subversive at times you know um (laughs) this doesn't work so we're going to try this and then the kung fu god comes in and does something really different and out of left field I have seen that happen multiple times uh but creativity is not just um painting a, a picture or even writing a song but being bold enough to follow the spirit into unknown places and perhaps doing things that haven't been done that way before. Uh, that that's absolutely been our journey. I mean, and you know, we 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 uh, yeah. Look, we've had so many funny experiences. We 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 did a series of Youth Alive events when we first took over Youth Alive in, in the Hunter region. and, it's just, and that's, were, um, For those people outside of Australia, that is the uh, National Youth Ministry of the Australian Christian Churches. Keep going. Yeah, and incredibly un, united. We, we brought together all of the, you know, youth ministries of the regions. And, um, and so we would 
yeah, we would have a musical and 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 like this incredible production, but we would also take it on the road. So we would mm-hmm. like put thirty five people into a bus and take them on the road and tour all around the, the state and sometimes even overseas. I've been through Russia with a with a whole creative team, for example. Um, you know, just doing concerts and events and 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 communicating the love of God, but in a in a, a way that the average kid could could engage with. And and so, um, in my my experience, I wanted to do new things that would tell the story of of the love of God or, or bring glory to God, but also harness things that were contemporary to my audience so that they could engage and and right. and resonate with it. Um, I think Jesus did that incredibly well, by the way, as a communicator. He he just he had a way of of making and contemporizing an eternal message into a very now context and situation. And and I I love churches that continue to create and innovate new ways into their community and whatever that requires. And it can look very different in different places. Um, so, yeah, my, my journey has been that to, to help empower um, the voice of God in people's own calling, that, that they will step out. So, mm-hmm. for example, we, we saw a guy called Ken Duncan join our church as a brand new believer, oh. um, and and just cheer him on in in his incredible gift of of beauty and creativity and and producing photos that literally have changed the lives of thousands around the world. Yeah, for those outside of, of Australia, Ken Duncan is an incredibly famous photographer. <laughs> Uh, here in Australia and beyond. I didn't, that's amazing. He came in as a new Christian into your church. Yeah, well, he, his story was he, he nearly died of hypothermia in Tasmania and then he heard the voice of God and he, he came to church and the rest is history and he still lives on the Central Coast and, and uh, blesses the world with one of the most beautiful art forms imaginable. Um, but everything he, he he produces photographically is designed to bring the glory of God, and and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I think sometimes you know was it Saint Augustine said if necessary use words. You know I think um, you know we we uh, we have those moments you know um, where we we're trying to communicate something about the nature of God and find our own voice in doing it. Bruce, I'm just thinking about the person who's listening to this podcast and thinking, oh, I'm not that creative. Um, uh, what advice would you give them to allow the Holy Spirit to work more creatively in and through us? Oh, what a great question. Um, let me let me say this, again, and again, I think this is inherent in some of the work you're doing. It's like I find that that people hear the voice of God in different ways and and sometimes all of us hear lots of different ways ourselves. So some people are, are I would say, oral listeners. They're listening. They hear mm-hmm. the voice of God directly. Some people really struggle with that. Yep. For some people, they'll open the Bible and God will speak to them straight off the page of Scripture, um, but they don't 
necessarily hear an oral voice, you know, like they're, they're hearing, you know, through the word. Other people get very distinct pictures or visions, if you like, or little ideas. Other people get promptings where they 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 literally, for example, God will lay someone on your heart and, and, and say to you, I want you to call this person. And, and you're like, oh, it's got this nagging thing in my head about I should call this person. Well, please learn to follow those prompts mm. because I promise you there's a miracle at the end of it. Mm. Um, other people literally discover the voice of God in the middle of circumstance. You know, they, they find themselves in a situation and suddenly it's like God's creating this opportunity or this pathway through something. And and I would say even for some of us who are too busy, dreams become our only default way that God can get through to us. That's, that's <laughs> mine, Robbo. Are you saying I'm too busy? <laughs> I, I, I say it's for me because it's hard for God to get through my brain. It, it's going at 100 miles an hour, so <laughs> it's just going to yeah. get stuck well, if he know. tries to get through. <laughs> But, but he, you know, that's the creativity of God. He 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 speaks in such profoundly diverse ways. Yeah, I've been I've been reading the Book of Revelation, just doing some writing around God dreams, and some of the imagery is so clever. Uh, mm. I, I, you know, I've been there's there's some imagery of two women. One's a bride, one's a prostitute, and I've just mm. been thinking about the differences you know one's dressed in very gaudy clothing and she's you know she's got a drink that's intoxicating but the it doesn't it looks better than what it is and then you've yeah. got the bride and i just keep reflecting on the heart uh, one one lives to give one lives to take and what that yeah. looks like and i thought wow that's such an amazing way to send a message to um, think about my own heart and am I giving more than I am taking? Am I exploiting or am I um, blessing? That kind of gist. But just the beautiful creativity of God in that and how much God tailors his message to who we are as people. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I love that, that, you know, you you are championing this this whole you know, direction of of stirring us, reminding us to to seek to hear the voice of God in in every like as if, I mean, one of the great things you know sometimes joke that perhaps God might be more Australian than we think because Australia <laughs> is typically, typically very egalitarian and and I think God is also He's no respecter of persons, so yeah. He's trying to. It's not like he 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 has his favourites that hear the voice of God and others who don't. It, you know, John says, "My sheep hear my voice." Jesus is being quoted there, and 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 I think we hear his voice, but we tend to dismiss it and marginalise it, or or, yeah. or we second guess the voice of God a lot, don't we? We we yeah. tend to. Uh, really think, am I worthy to hear his voice? Um, when actually he's going, look, if you're a sheep, you're hearing my voice. And 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 so in the middle of that, um, I often find, this is sound weird, but I often find it easier to hear the voice of God for others than I do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and And so... I'll give you an example of that. 
uh, I was preaching at a, a friend's church uh, a few weeks ago, and and um, they they wanted me to be prophetic, and and I, but I said to them, look, I, I will, but we'll do that tonight more. I'm just going to you know share the word but there was this guy in the in the church who you know I was looking at him and he, he kept prompting up in my 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 thinking and distracting me really and and I felt like God saying take time over this guy and so I pick him out and I stand him up and I say man you know we've never met and I, I don't want to embarrass you and you're sitting in right in the back row of the church and kind of your heads down and but I, I just I just want to say over you you know, I get a very clear picture of you building brick by brick. I, I said, I just see you building brick by brick and what you're building is really important. And everybody starts laughing in the church. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, you know, and I went on to describe what he's building and, and all this sort of stuff. And 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 then people came up to me at the end of the service. They go, you, you, so you knew what he does, right? I go, no. what do you mean? You, you know he's a bricklayer. <laughs> and and I, I'm like, I had no idea he was a bricklayer, you know, um. and, and I, and 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 then people go, and and this is something that you've also alluded to. It's like they they look at me as though I was somehow special, but I'm I'm like I'm just going that is so not me. Yeah, that's just completely the creativity of the Holy Spirit. He and gives so, me a picture. Yeah, and so beautifully tailored to the person who receives it. And <laughs> I, I think, you know, the beauty of this conversation and, Robbo, what you bring to the table is to understand that the inspiration and creativity of Holy Spirit is available to everyone. Yes. And, um, you know, we may not consider ourselves a musician or an artist, but we exactly. have the source of all creativity living with us, speaking to us, revealing God's self to us. And I just don't think there's anything more profound or beautiful than that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And 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 so... Well, I the- just want to... Can I say, Robbo, because um, our time is coming to a close, but yeah. I want to say thank you so much for sharing your heart and your gifting and your story with us. Thank you for your incredible time and input and wisdom and our prayer today. Thank you for tuning in. Our prayer is for you today that you will be inspired by the podcast and ask God to show you something creative, something new, and be ready to go for a ride on that. (laughs) Thanks again, Robbo. So great to chat with you. And everyone else, we will see you on the podcast next time. Thanks for listening to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast app. And remember, the Holy Spirit was given so we could all hear God's voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.